You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by Curiosoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Hi, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show. Uh, how about you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Michael Newman. I am a web developer and um, graphic artist. Uh, great. And uh, what game did you uh, recently work on? Uh, I recently developed the, the Twitter game Beat My Tweet. And how did you uh, get into game development? The, the middle school that we went to in, um, in Massachusetts had computers, and they started us with Logo, uh, which is the, the turtle, I think, as people know it, and was moving the turtle you know, forward and drawing the lines and so forth. And I think my brother had bought a AppleSoft basic book, and I would take it from him and bring it to school, and we would sit inside during lunchtime and try to program, um, you know, draw a diagonal line across the screen. And from there, it, it kind of led to um, making games in BASIC that were sort of Zork or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy knockoffs. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, once the web started taking off, did you think about doing games online, or was it just more of a hobby, or what? I guess so. Where were you thinking about taking your game development talents? You know, I stopped um, using a computer, I guess, for about six or seven years, kind of in between that time and in high school, and just immediately after, I was more involved in skateboarding and, and running around doing uh, stupid stuff, I guess. Oh, nice. But um, in college, um, went to school for painting, and had a friend who was in graphic design and started using their computer and quickly realized you could bring video into the computer and you could you could start to combine things very quickly and not necessarily easily. But um, from there, I got, um, I guess it was director. I worked at a computer magazine as an advertising um, assistant and was able to get evaluation software. So as soon as Shockwave came out, it was like, oh, wow, you know, this stuff's on the Internet. And, you know, very quickly just started got right back into it, I guess, from where I was as a kid. Oh, cool. And and what games did you develop in, either Shockwave or Flash? or? Uh, quite a few. Um, I was fortunate enough to be in New York City when a lot of the Internet stuff was happening and went to work at Viacom Interactive, and it was, it was great because it was a whole group of people from a variety of backgrounds who started doing web stuff. And, you know, I was, I think, one of the few people at the time there who had been doing any lingo programming, and... I did all kinds of games, from little sort of advertorial games for Pillsbury and little MTV games. And um, Viacom ultimately had me do a, um, a game for the Defense College or the National Defense University, which was this large classroom simulator for um, that we actually installed at the National Defense University at Fort McNair. So that was one of the bigger ones. Oh, cool. And, you know, when you were developing these games, did you, I guess, come to... Were you experimenting much then, or was it mainly doing uh, projects for companies, or how did that work? Because I know, like, you right know, now you have the Twitter thing, and that's more experimental, so I wasn't sure if uh, you did that, because back then, it was, Shockwave and all that other stuff was pretty new, relatively. You know, I think it was it was all experimental. Um, I would I would be at work, and I would work on things that were very specific to, to client projects and, and website projects. Um, and then I would go home and I would continue to work on stuff just for my own enjoyment. Um, in New York City, you know, you're, you're always out running around the street and stuff. And I was very excited about creating a, a three-card Monty game. And, you know, went home and did it and, you know, incorporated... Um, it wasn't video, but it was still frames from videos and stuff and took photos on the street. And 
then you know people at work would see that and be like oh wow we've got this idea for how we want to take that and leverage it into a marketing campaign or what have you sure and did you was it mainly shockwave or did you also experiment with flash i know back then flash is pretty primitive i'm not sure if it's was enough to make games uh, it, you know, I think when we got it, it was Future Splash Player um, or, or something along those lines. Um, but some of the early stuff that um, I'm working on some games for Nickelodeon, and I was creating um, elements in Flash and then bringing them into Director and manipulating them from Lingo. And um, it, it was pretty cool back then, and it was painful to go from, you know, programming in you know, a nice sort of rich environment to uh, flashes, what was it, like a 300-pixel-wide screen that, or a little text yeah. box they give you. Okay. And um, so fast forward, and then you start officeevil.com. Mm-hmm. And what yes. was the inspiration for that? Um, I th- it working in um, a number of corporate cubicle jobs, I guess. Um, it was, you know, trying to put together a site that would keep me focused and working on a variety of things. So it, it's just a parody, uh, hopefully a fun parody of, of corporate life and <laughs> cubicle hell, I guess. Okay. And you also mentioned um, that it's also used to just keep up on emerging trends or new technologies, or is that um, is that what motivates some of the projects for the site? Or Definitely. I find, and I've always found just in anything that I've done on the computer, um, I have a hard time with tutorials and, and sitting down and just learning something for the sake of learning it. Um, I, I love learning things on the computer, but I find it's best for me at least to to have an end goal and say, I want to do this and then do it. And, and I find that the, the Office Evil site um, has been a really good motivator to come up with an idea for a project and and dive right into it and say, oh, now I need to learn this. Now I need to learn that. And it, it takes you down all these different paths. And I find at the end of it, you've you've learned a, a whole variety of things. So, Absolutely. And have there been any, um, like how long does it usually take then to do a project uh, when you decide to do a project for the site? Pretty fast. Um, you know, I've been, I was calculating the other day, I think I've spent over 30,000 hours in front of a computer over the last 10 years. Um, and, and, and I actually get out quite a bit for God knows how. But, um, you know, I, I guess I don't sleep a lot. So I, I spend a lot of time, you know, just sort of cranking things out. And, sure. you know, the more you do it, um, you know, the, the faster you are adapting to new things. And certainly all the open APIs, like Twitter's done a, a really great job and of, of having their API, you know, and all the documentation for it. And it's it's really intuitive to be able to dive into it and say, oh, you know, here I want to make a JSON call. Um, and then, you know, you set up a basic class and PHP or, and, you know, you're just reusing code at that point. So it's, it's, it's fun because you can start to do these things really rapidly. So once you come up with an idea, you can sort of, at least get to testing it quickly and then start, you know, combining it with other things and get it out there. Okay. And, you know, before the Twitter game, have there been any other projects that you've done that have just, I guess, by accident taken off or gotten interesting exposure? I used to do um, a lot of experimental short films and, you know, we'd have some stuff in film festivals and, and by we it would be sort of the group of people we're working on things with. And, um, yeah, some of those, you know, start to take off in the sense that, you know, small niche groups of people would see it and say, oh, you know, I really like the credits in that piece. Um, like to talk to you about, you know, either coming to work and do, you know, doing some, some of that type of work for us um, and stuff like that. So. Okay. And so what then inspired making a Twitter game? 
You know, um, my wife and I were, were driving to IKEA, and I was um, had been poking around Twitter, and Twitter um, had been using it with the, the persona of Office Evil, and you know, it's using it to communicate with people and, and and start talking and stuff and developing a dialogue, and you know, just started playing games of like you know, throwing out words and th- playing Hangman and stuff, and you know, she and I were were talking about different types of games that would work with Twitter, and it just kind of came from there, just sort of a drive across town, I guess. Okay. And so you discussed ideas. You came up with some ideas. Um, mm-hmm. And what was the next step then? You know, it was um, really just to start testing formats. I was on Twitter and testing, you know, throwing out word scrambles manually um, and, and different types of questions and seeing what kind of responses would come in from the, the group of followers that I had on Office Evil. Oh, cool. And, you know, people very quickly got it. And, and I tried to, you know, just send out the questions in a the way I would uh, if it were an application, like the way the computer would throw them out and see if people sort of intuitively got it. Um, and, and they did. It's, you know, people that... The, the tweeple, I guess, are it's it's such a great community of, of you know people that are engaging and and sort of inspire you to to talk and tweet and, and do all kinds of stuff. So it's it's fun. It was great. Sure. And what was the response? I mean, when you were doing it manually, was it just people were getting addicted to it, or I mean, was it creating more followers for you, or or how did that work? Yeah, it it was pretty small. I mean, the Office Evil list of followers is you know it's it's I think it's in the high 300s. It's it's really not huge, but um you know it's a lot of regular people just sort of bouncing things back and forth and stuff. And um, those people, you know, I found people just started diving in and wanting to know what the answer was and and play. And um, I, I was surprised how quickly people got it um, and and were playing it and saying, oh, you know, throw out another one, throw out another one. So I was just like, wow, this, this is great. Um, and the, the immediacy of that is amazing. I mean, yeah. I talked a little bit about films and all that development time. You, you just don't get the immediacy of what you have with, with social networking and, and, and all these new technologies. It's amazing. Absolutely. And so once you did it manually, what inspired you to be like, okay, well, let's figure out how I can automate this or make this uh, its own little game in and by itself? I think it was a combination of, um, you know, making something new for the site uh, for Office Evil and, and saying, oh, you know, I want to have something fun that people will interact with um, in a multitude of ways. So they could do it from their phone. They can do it from a browser. They can come and see this leaderboard and search it. And um, and, and then it was the challenge of saying, you know, can I do this? And the first thought was, yeah, it's, it's probably very easy to do. Because I, I, prior to that, I had already been using the Twitter API um, I'd made a Google Maps mashup, um, oh, yeah. and you know that tweets um, when somebody posts and it's stored in the database. So, it, so it was really easy to to send out tweets, and, and then I was like, oh, okay, it's it's pretty easy to to read replies and stuff. So, um, just the challenge of kind of mashing it all together and getting it out there. Yeah. So, in terms of technology, you pretty much then just had to mess with the Twitter API. Um, well, it, it started with the Twitter API, and my first thought was just to, um, you know, run it all through my MySQL database because, sure. you know, it's that's so easy to interact with. And, um, 
but then I was thinking, you know, well, if, if all of a sudden this goes out or if I'm running, you know, four games an hour, 24 hours a day, and I've got 10 answers coming in per game, very quickly I'd be inserting, you know, 960 or 1,000 rows of data into the database. And, you know, that's not a huge amount, but I, my thought was, you know, let me separate it and, you know, I'll set up another MySQL database. And uh, I signed up a while back as an Amazon Web Services developer. And, oh, yeah. Um, or for my account, I guess. And it was, I, I very much wanted to use that in into in some type in in some way, and started thinking, you know, maybe the simple DB uh, application or I guess um, package that they offer would be a good way to do it. And then um, right now they're giving twenty five hours, twenty five machine hours a month for free in your first gigabyte of traffic. And I was like, well, it's you know, it's basically free, so yeah. why not? And um, it's it just sort of went from there and diving into their um, their tool set and API to be able to get in. And there's a pre-existing PHP um, library that they have. So I was just basically, I guess, writing my own web services to interact with that. Yeah. So how did you, I mean, did it take a while to set up an image on the you Amazon know, web services or, or how did that all work? It, it wasn't really too difficult. I mean, okay. in terms of um, setting things up, I mean, the concepts are, are a little different from MySQL or, or from a SQL database in, in that you um, you don't have the same flexibility. And and it was interesting because as I was developing it, they all of a sudden they were coming out with the select statement, like, "Oh, now you can do select queries." And it was <laughs> nice. like, "Oh, this is great." And then midway through, um, they came out with the, the count query, and it was like, "Oh, great! Now I can count things." Um, so. You know, some of the challenges that would have been a lot easier, like things would have been a lot easier to do in MySQL, like um, sure. the the leaderboards and stuff. Um, but I was just figuring out how to model the data. So it, it was me laying on my back outside by the pool, staring up at the sun with my dog swimming in the pool, thinking, hmm, how am I going to make this work? Um, so it, it just kind of came together, I guess. And are there any scaling issues uh, since you are, so you're using SimpleDB. So mm -hmm. are there any scaling issues that happen or do you even have to deal with scaling issues anymore now that it's on Amazon or? You know, not yet. Um, my, I think my machine hours are still well below the 25 hours a month and my data is probably piling up. But I, but what I'll do is I'll, once it gets to a point, if it becomes a, a, a vast amount of data, I will go back in and um, export the data and store it somewhere else or store it in, in S3 or something. But the costs are just so... Um, economical that there's there's yeah. not really any reason not to. Yeah. So you're using SimpleDB on EC2. Like, so what are you using all the pretty much all the different web services from Amazon? No, essentially for for this project, really just um, the SimpleDB because they have d uh, data storage that's associated with it, and yeah. the and my 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 server itself is handling the cron jobs okay, for the gotcha. actual game gotcha. so um and you know the ec2 stuff is something i really want to get into and just you know actually using it for for all of the hosting at some point but just costs right now i don't think it's it's worthwhile for what i'm doing at this point okay um and were there any other technical challenges that you encountered um while you were developing this game you know, one of the things with um, SimpleDB at the time, I was um, trying to load questions in. So, um, you know, I had 500 words or 600 words, and I just wanted to write a script that was going to literally loop through the questions and stuff them into the database. And that seemed simple enough to me, but when I ran the script, I found that my data got um, messed up based on the latency issues with, um, with SimpleDB. Oh, and so, so what I ended up doing was actually writing a um, just a real simple script that um, 
had a had a pause in it, so it would insert a query. It would check to make sure the query went. Um, but it was it wasn't really as intuitive of saying, "Oh, I want to do this batch upload of data and pull it in." But I, I actually got an email from Amazon the other day that they added batch put queries, so you can batch data in. So I think oh. <laughs> I think they're constantly tweaking it and changing it. So. I'm happy to see the the rapid development on their end. Great. And on the Twitter side, did you have issues with? I mean, do they limit the number of tweets that you can send out, you know, automatically? Or yeah, t- Twitter has rate limiting, and uh, yeah. right now it's a it's a hundred um, queries per hour. And you know, I've been sitting there noodling with it, doing some research to figure out what actually counts as a a negative one to your hundred queries in an hour. And, and certain things count, certain things don't count. Um, and you know the way I'm doing it, it doesn't. It's not an issue. Apparently, it looks like you can pull in 3,200 re- replies in oh, okay. one one. Um, it's in one, I guess, uh, increment of your rate limit. And their their documentation is a little unclear. It says, you know, one place it says 200, and another place it says 20, yeah, and another exactly. place it says 3,200. <laughs> so, um, and okay, well, let's move into the game design. Where mm-hmm. what? Aside from the leaderboard, were there any other interesting game design mechanics you had to add or game mechanics that you had to add to make the game more compelling? You know, it it seemed um, that the leaderboard is pretty much the big component of it, that uh, I get a, a tremendous amount of traffic to, that wants to come back in and see how they're they're doing, I guess, um, you know, whether it's on a daily basis, a monthly, weekly, and or yearly. Yeah. Um, do you have different? So you do have leaderboards done for the different segments of time. Uh, do you have yes. leaderboards based on maybe friends lists or stuff like that? Or you know, that's that's an interesting um, concept, and we were looking at different ways to sort of expand the social component of it. Um, yeah. One of the things we quickly put in was um, a good friend of mine who I've worked with a number of things. Um, my friend Clay had developed the. Uh, it's all very tongue in cheek, but the beat off, which is you can see who you can compare usernames and stuff, and it's just oh, yeah. user to user. But um, but we've been bouncing around different ideas of how to sort of scale it out and change it. So I think that concept of groups and, and playing against groups is very is, is a great idea. And what has been the response then from the players? Um, have you seen? Do people just play it for a little while and then take time off, or do they bring more people into play, or how does that work? You know, it's it sort of comes in waves, I guess. Um, you know, the initially, right when it went up, um, I started promoting it through Office Evil and quickly got you know twenty, thirty, forty, fifty followers, and and they were all playing it sort of constantly. And there was a, a write up on TechCrunch, and that brought in you know two thousand page views in a day. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, and the subsequently one on Mashable, and I think there's sort of some carry through that people probably come in and play it for a while, and then it kind of moves on to the, their friends and just sort of trickles out. And the way the game's actually set up, I have it set up that it, the the engine that I built will work with um, basically any type of question. So right now it's, it's just doing word scrambles, but it works with trivia, it works with um, oh, yeah. fill in the blanks, and so forth. Um, yeah, so are you thinking then of branching off into other categories? I know trivia is a very huge mm-hmm. or popular thing amongst many people, so I don't know if that's something you've considered or... Definitely, and you know, one of my challenges is, um, you know, right now, the what I'm doing with the Office Evil site and all these projects and stuff, it's it's just me working on all of it, so it's like, oh, when do I sit down and write, you know, 10,000 or 1,000 trivia questions? Oh, yeah. So um, just... The other week, I put up um, some job posts on Elance. So yeah, that's been, what I was going to suggest. 
<laughs> going through that. And, and I think trivia is the next step. One of the things, um, one of the debates I guess I was having was the Office Evil site being Office parody related and then yeah. Beat My Tweet is, was separating them to, to make it more sort of general trivia or the idea of saying, should it be somewhat office-related or work-related? That might be boring. Yeah. Um, okay. And so then what's in store in terms of future Twitter games or future games for you? Well, um, you know, I really um, – I've been doing a little bit of iPhone development and oh, yeah. awesome. just – love being able to sort of dive into that. And I've got my iPhone or my Apple business developer account and for being able to release applications. So, you know, wanting to sort of expand from Twitter and, and open things up so you can play it on the iPhone, you can start to play similar games via Facebook. So just you can sort of get in and play the game from, from anywhere, I think, um, that's kind of the next step and then expanding it more. So it's a lot more in terms of multiple types of questions and different formats. Okay. And are you going to experiment with other types of gameplay or have you thought of other types of gameplay that you can put into Twitter? You know, I've been, been giving it a lot of thought and, um, you know, right now the trivia stuff, um, seems to work very well, but I was thinking about the concept of, and, and it started this way initially, I guess, Hangman, because Hangman's much different from a word scramble or trivia. Hangman is that you're constantly getting answers wrong and so forth, and, and ways that you can have multiplayer games or group games. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- I think that's sort of the next step, and I, I don't think Hangman's the answer for that by <laughs> yeah. any means. But, um, but some way that you can have these sort of group mass games where you're developing swarms around different questions or tasks that come up and getting people to participate in incremental ways that help move the gameplay on. Okay, great. And, um, yeah, will you have time to even experiment with that now that you're doing the trivia stuff and some of these other things that are more of an extension of your current game? Yeah, I think so, actually. I mean, you know, the, the Twitter game's nice in the sense of it's it's actually been running um, for a couple of weeks now, nonstop. So I've, I've been... When I first got the post on TechCrunch, I woke up in the morning and had, you know, 800 emails in my inbox from yeah. Twitter followers, and my my first thought was panic, like, oh my god, I hope this works, <laughs> um, okay. I hope it's this stable. So, you know, it seems self-sufficient, and you know, part of it is just adding new features on. So it's very modular. I try to set things up that way that it's it's easy to go back in and tweak. Great. And and how is the post, you know, the exposure on Mashable and TechCrunch, uh, either helped your game or helped? Um I guess, develop or understand or get more ideas for more games for Twitter? It, it certainly helps in the sense that it, a lot more people are playing it, and I think the more people, the more full the leaderboards are and the more that the incentive is to, to have this time-based um, component to it, um, it just creates a little bit more of a frenzy of people playing it. And I have to say the biggest thing for me is the motivation. Um, it's when you see something, it's like, oh, wow, people like this. And then it kind of spawns you to, you know, or prompts you to want to do more better things from it. Absolutely. So, and, and I think with positive motivation, you can, can really inspire you to do just about anything. So yeah, that's exactly. kind of writing that. It's- and um, can you talk about then, I guess, where you see, you know, this social media explosion? I mean, you talked about going on multiple platforms uh, with your game. Mm-hmm. I mean, so do you see it more as like a game that's just trying to use all these different, uh, you know, social media channels to express itself? Or do you consider each of these different social media spaces as something different? Or how does that work? You know, I, I think they're all, you know, 
different in a sense, but there's there's obviously ways that you can start to link them all together, and, and people have been doing that. You know, there's a lot of great applications that are tying things together. But um, and and I think the the beat my tweet game in and of itself might sort of stay where it is, but taking what I've learned from that and developing it into to new games and new sort of interactive experiences that people can can work with and play with. Okay, great. Uh, great. So um, any last words then for future Twitter developers or other experimental game developers? I would say, I mean, we've all got such a great um, emerging tool set and existing tool set, and, you know, there's so much that you can do with open source technologies is to keep keep developing things and, you know, just be inspired by what other people are doing and how with um, everything on the web, how quickly you can get into stuff and start doing it. So just uh, keep making great stuff. Great. Uh, we're talking with Michael from officeevil.com. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye.